When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Titans Time Podcast, your Tennessee Titans podcast for the Pigskin Podcast Network. I'm your host, Tyler Staggs, and as you can see, we have a special guest with us today. We have Chris Newell, also known as Titans in Truth, also known as the Blue Enforcer. Man, I I feel like I'm introducing a WWE superstar almost. <laughs> you know, you got like... Yeah, there you go. People like the Undertaker, you know, you got the dead man, the American badass, all the so, but man, I'm glad to have you on the show here. And <laughs> I <laughs> before, appreciate it. And everyone, just to go ahead and get this out there, if you're not already, go follow him on Twitter at TNT Blue Enforcer. Go f- subscribe to his YouTube if you haven't already. You've been doing this for uh, how how many years now? Uh, this will be, this is, uh, going into my sixth year, uh, doing this. So I've been doing it since 2016 and, uh, October, 2022 will make six years. I've been doing it, man. That, that is awesome. So if you're not already subscribed to him, you are missing out on probably one of the original guys to be covering the Titans on YouTube. So go subscribe to his channel and also make sure you support our channel. You know, we have our merch. All you have to do is go to titans-time.myshopify.com slash collections slash all. That will be, that link will be in the description as will the link to Titans and Truth's YouTube channel, his Twitter, all of that. And another way you can support our show is go subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you're watching in the live chat right now, back out of the live chat. If that subscribe button's red, click it, turn it gray, turn on the post notifications so you never miss when we go live again. Hit that bell. (laughs) Yeah, hit that bell. Leave a like on the video. Leave us some comments. Be letting us know what your top moments are. We're going to cover a couple of other things besides just top 10 moments. And we'll want y'all's interaction on that as well and share the video. Get more people in here. The more people we have, the more we can chat it up, get different views, opinions. And later on, the audio version of this podcast will be out on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Make sure you go follow the podcast on those platforms. Leave us a five-star rating. Leave us some comments, questions. You know, we love that interaction. 
You can also find us on Twitter at Titans underscore time, Instagram Titans time podcast and Facebook Titans time. And now, Chris, we can let's let's jump into a couple of these comments right quick. We have trail donkeys saying tighten up, tighten up to you. My wife is in the chat. Hey, guys, let's go. (laughs) Always got to support the the ladies in our lives. Yes, always. Uh, Her and my daughter out there watching the channel right now. So, you know, so thankful for them. If it wasn't for my wife, wouldn't even have started up this podcast or YouTube channel. So, you know, had never really thought about it. And just her and my future sister-in-law were talking to me and my brother, and they were like, look, as much as y'all talk about football, y'all got to start up a podcast and talk about it. And now here we are. (laughs) And we have uh, Ian the Hyper Mapping in Sports tighten up. Uh, he has went and su- subbed to you, and my wife has also went and subbed to your channel. So hey, much appreciated, much appreciated. There we go. So, yeah. Chris, I'm actually, do- I'm, <laughs> I'm actually, <laughs> go I, 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 we're gonna go into that. I'm actually retweeting all of this out right now as we speak, <laughs> uh, to some people. I'm like, hey, come on in, come on in. Can't and, hurt. You know, this has been something that. We've talked we talked about a couple weeks ago trying to figure out some time to get you on. And you know, I've been yeah. wanting to get you on the show, do a live stream with you. So thank you again for coming on. Uh you know, it and hopefully it won't be the last time you're on. Well, this off season's gonna be a long off season, especially yeah. after the way things ended. <laughs> but I, I know that's right. So it, <laughs> it is um an absolute honor. I'm glad to be on with you. I appreciate it. And um, we're going to have some fun. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I know uh, I actually met you at one of the games or a couple of the games. And um, I'm trying, I think you actually said in the same section as us, just further down. Um, mm-hmm. Are you, you are a season ticket member, right? Or I, you- I am a season ticket holder. Although I'm trying to wonder how I'm going to redo this year, but, um, <laughs> you know, uh, hey, money don't come easy. So, <laughs> but yes, I am a season ticket holder and uh, plan on keeping that going. There you go. We we are as well, and we want to keep that going. And since you're a season ticket holder, I know I, I talked about this with Rossi last week. I want to get your opinion on it, um, and you may have already talked about it. But I know opinions are kind of split. Talks about a new stadium for the Titans. Mm-hmm. I want to get your thoughts on that from a fan perspective. But also, as you mentioned, you know, hey, these season tickets, they cost money. That PSL, you know, that <laughs> that costs money that from a good. season from a season ticket holder standpoint as well. And knowing I'm sure where your seats are, you like where it's at. You like being right there. So I, I want to get your thoughts from both perspectives because I told Rossi, you know, I'm kind of torn on it. Like, yes, I would love for the Titans to be in a new stadium, just the hype that in itself that would be around that. But also, hey, I like where our seats are, and I wouldn't want to, <laughs> I wouldn't want to lose them. But also, don't want to have to pay an outrageous PSL fee after we just got ours paid off. Yeah, I agree. And so what I'm gonna do. This is off the top of the dome. 
I'm going to give it to you from not just me being a fan season ticket perspective, but I'm also looking at it from a professional sense of for what this does for the city of Nashville and for the mm -hmm. Titans themselves. So on that side, on that perspective, I think as far as it being that it would be huge for the city of Nashville to get um, a Super Bowl, to get um, NCAA Final Fours, to mm -hmm. get uh, college football national championships or playoff games, to get like a, a WrestleMania or, mm -hmm. uh, for example, SummerSlam is going to be at Nissan Stadium in July, so it's going to be on the outside. That's mm -hmm. actually going to be kind of a litmus test of sorts to kind of see like, okay, you know, we're going to be building a new stadium. We got to show out for this one and show that when this new stadium is built, we'll pack that one for WrestleMania too, because that'll mm -hmm. be a whole big weekend. So I think for the city of Nashville themselves, I think it would be amazing. It would be a astronomical rise in income. It would make, Nashville, one of the top cities in the country to go to. It's already a great city to go to travel-wise. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's the number one city in the nation for bachelorette parties. The <laughs> ladies love to go get drunk there mm -hmm. on Broadway. <laughs> so from a economical financial perspective, you know, I think for bringing more money into the city, I think it will be great on that. Now, the cost is going to be difficult because of course the reports came out that it would be about 600 million dollars it was originally supposed to be 600 million dollars they were just going to renovate come to mm -hmm. find out now with inflation and everything that's going on in the country they double that so now you're looking at 1.2 billion just for renovation and if you could build a new stadium you know for two two and a half million two two and a half billion Mm -hmm. Might as well go all in and, you know, you might as well go all in and build a state-of-the-art, brand-new, indoor, retractable roof stadium and, you know, really put yourselves on the map for the entire world to know. Because that would, and and as long, it, and it looks like that's probably where they're headed. I think that's mm -hmm. where they're going. I don't think they have much of a choice. But... As long as they don't, quote unquote, excuse my language, half-assed it. Yeah. Just don't, <laughs> don't do it trying to be cheap. Don't do it, you know, just, I'm just going to halfway my way through this. Mm -hmm. Just, I'll do the bare minimum. That's what Nissan Stadium is. It's the bare minimum. This one, you got to. Go all yep. in. <laughs> Go all in. Get all the, the kicks and giggles. To, get all the whist the bells and whistles. Get everything to make it so it is a state-of-the-art and it is a true home field advantage. And make it so it's just, man, you know, this stadium, man, I love going to this stadium. Yep. Thing, and, and now going into a fan perspective, me personally, I have prayed to the gods for this. <laughs> And it looks like we are close to my dream coming true because <laughs> I know a lot of people, I know I've heard some people 
have been for this. There are some mm -hmm. that are against the saying, well, football's an outdoor sport. You know, you should play it in the elements and, and things like that. Here's my thing. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I used to play football. Yes. I don't mind playing in the, I, you know, playing the elements is all well and good. But at the same time, if you're going to a game, if you go into a preseason game in August or right in the beginning of the year, you're about to get cooked. I could probably get on the steps right now, <laughs> scramble some eggs, cook some sausage on the steps right there, and they probably cook pretty good because you're burning <laughs> up. Or get into December or January, you're sitting there and you see you're trying to cheer, but you're freezing <laughs> your buns off. Like, okay, you're like, I'm like this, trying to yeah. stay warm. In the winter, whether it's snowing or it's just super cold, mm -hmm. and and I'm gonna give you a quick moment. Uh, back in the day, or if it's pouring down rain, you're getting drenched, your clothes getting wet, and all this, you can't really enjoy it because of that. Mm -hmm. Go indoors or a retractable roof if it's around 60 to 80 degrees, open that sucker up. Yep, if it's gonna rain or if it's gonna snow or if it's super cold. Close that sucker, and we're good. <laughs> or if you go indoors, it's like, okay, it's it's pouring, it's raining. You know, you get into the stadium, you got your jacket on everything. It's like, oh, okay, cool. Take off yep. and be like, yeah, let's go. Yep. <laughs> so, so I, I, you know, for that perspective, I love it. But at the same time, I know it's an issue of cost. Mm -hmm. It is an issue of, dag, our tickets are going to go up. And and things like that. I mean, that's just we all have to prepare for that because yep. we know it's going to come eventually. So, you know, I hopefully will have to try to save some money <laughs> and put some aside. So I know when it's time to do that, I am ready to fork over that money. Yep. And uh <laughs> I'll be ready to rock and roll uh in this new stadium. So I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited about it. I'm ready because, and and I know I'm talking your head off. Oh no, you're good. <laughs> to uh, a game against Pittsburgh, it was a Zach Medenberger game, which is probably one of probably the better games that he played. Even though he mm. threw a pick, he threw a pick six. <laughs> but I still remember. I think I wasn't sure if I was going to the game, and I think I got some free tickets. Mm -hmm. uh, I think my job at the time gave it away, so I'm sitting in the upper decks. And I'm talking about this is probably one of the coldest games I've ever been to. It was like 20 something degrees, and I am freezing my tail off. The only <laughs> comfort I had was going into the bathroom, and they had a screen in there. I and there's a lot of us guys that are just standing there trying to get warm. <laughs> and then when somebody is doing something a little extra in the yeah. bathroom, you know, and you get that. Mm -mm. Okay, <laughs> okay, you know what? It's time for me to go back outside and freeze to death now. Yep, <laughs> it's like because it, it, it just messes up everything. So, yeah, uh, cold weather games just hold that till you get home. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that right there is why I'm like, yes, new stadium yeah. indoor. So, that's what I feel about that. But yeah, the cost it's it's, it's gonna be up. Um, that's probably not a good thing, but I hear that they're trying to take away where it's going to cost the taxpayers 
so to speak. It'll probably more so on mm-hmm. us Titan fans. Um, but I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Bring it. Right. Well, everything you mentioned there, like you said, from looking at it from every aspect, because as soon as I saw all the talks about that and how, you know, what they had the renovations estimated at and how it doubled in cost after they got to looking at it more. So they started talking about a new stadium. I was like, it makes, it honestly makes more sense to build that new stadium. I I mean, like you said, if you're going to drop billions of dollars into something, go ahead and do a new stadium. Like you said, don't half-ass it because if you're dropping that much money into something, make it worthwhile. Exactly. Make it, you know, do it, do it right. That way, when you get, you know, 20 years down the road again, you're not possibly having to drop, you know, another couple billion just to try and renovate it. You know, it just make it to where it's, you know, I'm not saying you have to go as far as like the uh, Raiders and Rams and Chargers. Like, you don't have to just blow the top off of the budget, but make it worthwhile. And I like what you said about the retractable roof. Yes, I get about, and, and that's something I, I've been guilty of saying it before. Like, you know, yeah, playing out in the elements. I mean, we've seen how the elements affected when the Dolphins come up to play uh, this past year, Tua trying to hold on to the ball. And, you know, we saw how that affected him. But at the same time, you know, I'm thinking about it from a fan perspective. I was at that Texans game when it was mm-hmm. pouring down rain. Yep. And I'm like, okay, as long as the Titans win this game, it's going to be worth me standing out here being soaked from head to toe. Because I know mm-hmm. you live in Memphis, so you had a long, you have a long drive home. I live a couple hours south of Nashville. So, you know, by the time I got to my car after that game, I was already pissed off about the Titans losing. <laughs> and then I was soaked to the bone and having to drive that hour and a half, two hours home. And I'm like, oh, this, uh, I'm not happy. So that, that's it just that's it, it just makes it all the worse. <laughs> it just it, makes it that does. drive all the worse. It, it does. So I, I like where you're going with the retractable roof. My only thing that I want them to stick with, keep real grass in there. Stay away from the turf. I, <laughs> you know, I, um, I 100% agree with that. Now, the only downside is the retractable roof does cost more. And mm-hmm. also, if you look at some of the other teams in the league, the majority of them really keep their roofs closed anyway. Like, right. some of them really don't open the retractable roof much at all Um, with that. So, that is – that could be part of it. Uh, mm-hmm. as, as far as that goes. And the only other thing I'm kind of wondering about is location of where they're going to build. I think they're really, I think from what I've been hearing, what they're most likely going to try to do is that parking lot or uh, the big mm-hmm. parking lot. I think they're going to put the stadium there right next door, which mm-hmm. I don't know how they're going to pull that off, try to build a stadium directly next door. I feel like it's going to be kind of a tight, Nick Crunch right. right there. And I mean, you just you got the quality in right there. You just built the La Quinta in right <laughs> next to that. I don't know how that's gonna play into all of this. I mean, I would probably say for those people, it's like they're gonna be looking out a window 
stadium yeah. right there, <laughs> like right in their face. So I don't know how that's going to go. Um, I know they want to kind of keep it as close to downtown as possible because, mm-hmm. I mean, that would be a good idea and just try to build it right there and then implode Nissan Stadium, which, I mean, that'll give some more room for parking and, um, yeah. you know, other stuff like businesses and things like that. So I like, I mean, I could be okay with that. It just, I would like to see the schematics of that mm-hmm. before they start to do it to see how that's going to work. Um, right. It looked like it probably could work. I, right. I think it looks like it could work. I mean, the juvenile, the juvenile court right there, they're going to move uh, that so they can use that space uh, also. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how all of this plays out uh, mm-hmm. necessarily. I, but again, I am I'm looking forward to it. Um, or they could just play in the soccer stadium for a couple of years, <laughs> you know, put it on the same spot. I mean, I think they could go either way with that. So right. looking forward to it. Yeah, they, they have options, and that's what I was saying, too, about, you know, putting the new one in that bigger parking lot. And then I was actually just talking to my wife about it before hopping on here and, you know, was telling her that I, I think there would be room in that parking lot. And then the way that, of course, they would make up the parking is after they got this one built, tear down the old stadium and put the parking there. And yeah. – I would I say a parking it, garage. Yeah. A garage. I, I think it's smart to put it close to downtown there because then, you know, you have people who are either on Broadway before games or after games. They're heading there, depending either to celebrate or to, you know, drink away a Titans loss. So, <laughs> right. Uh, uh, now, you know, I, I wanted to hit on that. Let's go ahead and hop into your top 10. We're going to go 10 through 6 first. And, you know, as you name them off, we're going to talk about them some and just kind of relive these moments. And we'll also, towards the end of the video, after we get through all 10 of yours, uh, we're going to talk about where you think uh, the Titans need to go this offseason, main focus, what that needs to be. Uh, and also just some what you think they have to do to make that Super Bowl run this next year. So let's go ahead and hop into it. All right. Well, let's see. So we started at number 10. Yep. My number 10 moment will have to be, and I'm going to let y'all know this is not easy for me to put this together. (laughs) This is hard. Uh, but I would say number 10 has to be against the Jags. That uh, first, I think it was the first play of the game, defensive touchdown, um, Elijah Bolden, picture-perfect tackle. I believe that was on Eifert. Uh, picture-perfect tackle, ball comes loose. Byer mm-hmm. picks it up, runs it into the end zone. His first defensive touchdown of his career, which – you know, more is to come from that. <laughs> uh, and it just basically kicked off the, you know, kicked off the game. And that was after the Jets loss, which was so depressing. And mm-hmm. just to see that just told me, I'm like, okay, I, this Elijah Molden kid, he he might have something. Yep. He's got something. And so uh, that particular moment, it was just a great way to start off the game. We go to end up winning 
37-19, really got to Trevor Lawrence, made his life miserable, let him know <laughs> what is, you know, at least his next four years is going to look like yep. going up against <laughs> us Titans. So uh, that would be my number 10 moment. Yeah, I, I like that moment. I believe uh, Rossi had that moment, uh, not necessarily just that play, because he was at that Jaguars game and on mm-hmm. the sideline that that happened on. And like you said, that was kind of that moment where you could look at Elijah Molden and be like, okay, we we may have something here. And after that loss to the Jets, we I, I feel like we needed that play to start the game as just kind of a reset and being like, okay, th- this team's ready to go today. Exactly. So that yeah, I, I like I like that moment. We'll roll on into number nine now. Number nine, uh, even though it was a loss to the Patriots, Deontay Foreman's first one hundred yard game. Um, you know we were all you know all kind of down after the news about Derrick Henry, wondering mm-hmm. what was the Titans going to do. Uh, at this point, you know, we tried Adrian Peterson and, you know, God bless him. He's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. You know, got a touchdown with us and everything. But um, Deontay Foreman showed why we should have never let him go last year. Um, he should have been on this team all along from the beginning mm-hmm. of the year. And, I mean, ran ran our ran purpose. I'm like, you know, and in the next couple of games, I'm like, okay. Henry Jr. I'm like, I'm like, you know, he's he's not Derrick Henry by any means, right? He has some Derrick Henry tendencies Mm -hmm. the way he runs the ball. Now, don't get me wrong, he fumbled the ball in that game, which was not good, but just seeing that, you know, he ran that hundred yards and Hilliard had that big touchdown, um, big touchdown run. Told me, I'm like, okay, I think our running game is gonna be just fine. You know, I mean, yeah, do we have the explosiveness of Derrick Henry? No, but I think these two guys, they can hold in until Derrick Henry came back. Mm-hmm. And it was very they were very, very solid with what they did. So that was number nine. Yeah, I, like you said, even though he fumbled in that game, which I believe uh Hilliard fumbled as well. They that both game. did. And like you said, it it showed us that okay. Our running game's going to be okay. These guys can handle it. And the only question it left uh, was, or concern was, we're like, okay, Henry's ball carrying and ability to take care of the football and not fumble, that's what these guys have to work on. Like, yeah. if they if they get that added in along with, you know, they were starting to hit their stride, then that's, that's what was keeping – really turning our offense back around mm-hmm. for us by getting that run game back going and not just having to rely on the pass game and yeah. our defense. So, yeah, that's, you know, that's another good moment. And, you know, like you said, Foreman is – he's not Henry, but he has those tendencies. Like, yes, he doesn't have that top end speed that Henry has. Right. But, you know, if you pair – him and Henry together, Henry, when he's not, you know, rusty or mm-hmm. just coming back, I don't know what defenses would do with that backfield because, you know, right now defenses, I've said this before, they're looking at it when Henry's in there, when he's running off, like, okay, 
we're going to get a little break from hitting a, a bigger guy. And then you look and see Foreman exactly. in, <laughs> and it's like, okay, got to, got to buckle this back up a little bit tighter again. Cause he's not, <laughs> he's going to be running yeah. just as hard. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I, I, I center that to the same thing I would feel with um, when it was Derek Henry and DeMarco Murray. It's mm-hmm. like DeMarco Murray was running well, and then, you know, the defense see him going off the field. It's like, oh, thank God he's going <laughs> off the field. But then you see a 250-pound monster coming in like, oh, no, now we got to tackle this guy. <laughs> no. It's like, it's like no matter what, you're poisoned. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, that I I'm wondering, and we we can dive into this more if uh, they maybe bring Foreman back again next year, or if he performed well enough that there's a team out there that's gonna give him a little bit more than what the Titans would be willing to pay. But mm-hmm. we definitely we need that guy behind Henry, who you know he's not gonna be out hurt all the time and can actually you know i know we always talk about henry gets better as the season goes along as he starts getting more carries and gets in his rhythm he's good but there's times where maybe giving him that little extra break and bringing in another running back like foreman to take over and actually be there where it would help out to keep from overusing henry so I agree. And now we'll just slide right on into uh number eight. Number eight. Uh this was not easy on this one. I'm gonna go with the game against the Texans, the last one. Yeah. Um <laughs> the last one that clinched us the number one seed. Even though I have turned on this guy, um Tannehill's three TDs in the second quarter. Mm-hmm. I thought it was very impressive touchdown which should have been his second uh touchdown of the year but it they counted as his first um yep. coming in and, I, and all i keep thinking is i'm like you see tight you see what happens when you throw julio the ball he can do stuff with it and it's yep. just that's the thing i hated all year everybody talking about well julio you can't count on him he's always hurting things and i'm like yes hurt understood but I'm like, when he's in there, they don't throw him the ball. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, Tannehill spends so much time going to Anthony Ferkser or Jeff Swain or Nick Westbrook-Akina all the time, which I'm thinking Nick Westbrook-Akina being second in targets is an absolute sham to me, to be perfectly honest. I know Nick Westbrook-Akina was just doing his job, and mm-hmm. I'm not really hating on NWI like that, but – I, I said this on my show, and I'll say it as much till I will beat the dead horse. <laughs> AJ and Julio, especially in the playoff game, which we'll talk about, mm-hmm. AJ and Julio should be your first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth options before <laughs> you look at anybody else. Mm-hmm. Those AJ and Julio should be your first ten options. Before you look to anybody else, every time the ball, every time the ball is snapped, where's 11, where's two? Yep. That's it. Forget about 15, forget about 86, 
Where is 11? Where is two? And I'm force feeding the ball the whole time. I play yep. Madden. I make sure those two guys are catching <laughs> the ball. I don't care about anybody else. Now, if somebody else is just flat out open, like parting the Red Sea open. Okay, I see that. But other than that, right. when the game's on the line, 11 or two. And Tanny, well, he escaped. Yeah. When when it comes down, and again, we'll get more into this because I'm sure, you know, I know we're going to talk a little bit more about that playoff game. But when it comes down to those critical moments, I don't understand why you don't have number two out there for the last couple of plays. Because exactly. if you, if you have Julio and AJ both out there, then maybe at that point, NWI is open on that one throw. Right. Because, you know, they – yes, it's easy when you just have one of those guys out there as far as AJ and Julio to throw two people on them, three people on them, and be like, we're just going to man up everyone else because we don't think they can beat us in man-to-man coverage. But if you have AJ and Julio both out there, you can't just put three guys on both of them because someone's going to be open. <laughs> exactly. So, exactly, and that makes it, sense. So that that's and like I said, we'll we'll dive more into that. But yes, that that last Houston game a lot better than the first Houston game. And mm-hmm. you know, like you said, Julio's what should have been his second touchdown, but counts as his first. You know, it is what it is. Either way. He got it. I agree. I think for a lot of the season, people were being too hard on Julio. Like, yes, I get it. He was hurt some, but like you said, when he was out there, you got to be looking to try and get him the ball. Same with exactly. AJ. You, you get these guys the ball, and good things happen. I mean, look at the Seattle game. You start getting Julio involved, and it opens things up. When you start getting AJ involved, it opens so much more up and good things can happen. So yeah, that that's a that's a good moment to put on there. And you know, we talked before we went live, and it really is just looking back at this last season as far as individual plays, moments, games, it's so hard to come up with what is on everybody's top ten list. Because there's just there's so many good things. I agree. <laughs> so yeah, I, I like that being on there though. And now what do you got at number seven for us? First off, shout out to the business. Thank you for bringing me the thank you for bringing me the uh some uh some good go-go juice, some water. Yeah. <laughs> uh with that. So appreciate that. Number seven. Even though this was an extremely painful game, the aforementioned playoff game, the nine sacks against Joe Burrow. I mean, this defensive line got after Joe Burrow's tail and just made life miserable for him. And Mm -hmm. that alone, the Titans deserve to win the game just off of that alone because I've never heard of a team have nine sacks and lose the game. Yep. And again, to everybody out there, you you may have heard me say this, and if you haven't, <laughs> in Tannehill cost us that game. 
Yes, Todd Downing sucked at play calling. Not even going to take that away. But Ryan Tannehill cost us that game, and that's why I'm done with him. Can't I can't go with him. But that defensive line got after Burrow, which is why they better do everything in their power to bring back Harold Landry. There is no excuse why Harold Landry should not be on this team. I understand you got the salary cap. Mm-hmm. Salary cap's a myth. You can manipulate. <laughs> you can manipulate the salary cap. I mean, I said this on my show the other night. It makes no sense. If you're having a salary cap, the Kansas City Chiefs, I believe, last year was about 20, 25 million or something under the cap over the cap. Mm-hmm. Yet they re-signed Chris Jones. I think the year before they paid Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. And they just gave Patrick Mahomes the richest contract, not just in NFL history, in all of pro sports. He's making more money than than baseball players are making. Right. He's making 40, he'll be making $45 million a season. And we already see Aaron Rodgers wants $50 million a year from the Packers. Uh I agree. <laughs> it's salary cap. We've said it before. It, it it's not real. I mean, when it it's comes not. down to that, there is ways to manipulate the salary cap, make it work out. And I know people say, "Oh, well, if you backload these contracts, that's going to be less you have in the future." If you look at the salary cap minus, you know, when COVID hit and that mm-hmm. affected it, it it keeps going up. So if you backload these contracts, by the time you get to those years that they're backloaded to, that's going to seem like chump change. At that exactly. Point. It, it, it's and, not going to matter. And the TV deals are kicking in, so it's going to continue going up. And mm-hmm. I want to say, and I, I don't have no facts, so don't quote me on this, probably within the next three or four years, that salary cap is going to be over $300 million. Uh, I I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, it's the way... I have a feeling it's going to – we're seeing that slow build back up from where COVID hit and how that kind of – how that brought it back down, and now it's going back up mm. a little bit. I, I have a feeling it's going to end up skyrocketing, like you said. And at that point, I I agree with you. Harold Landry, hey, neat. Titans have to find a way to get him back. Keep this front four intact because – if you're able to get after a quarterback that much, I mean, you think back to the AFC championship game that we lost. We mm-hmm. couldn't get to Mahomes. Couldn't. We've we been... have we have a front four now that can get to anybody any quarterback. Any quarterback. And I mean like, and, and here's the crazy thing. And I, and I didn't mean to cut you off right there. But here's the good. crazy thing. That you went to the AFC championship game. We had 44 sacks during the year. Mm-hmm. And yet we were still screaming, we need a pass rusher. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, we were still screaming, man, we need a pass rusher. We need a pass rusher. And we had 44 sacks going into that, and we couldn't get to Mahomes. And now, you know, you had nine sacks. I mean, Big Jeff had three, two or three mm-hmm. in that game. I think Landry had two. 
Dupree had one and a half, and I think Autry had like one and a half. So, mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> you and and I say this all the time with that type of pass rush, pass rushes don't grow on trees. Mm-mm. And I, I say this all the time. The four premium positions that are the hardest to find quarterback, corner, tackle, pass rusher. When you have one, you do not let them go. They exactly. do not get the free agency at all. And so you can't let Harold Landry go. And I understand AJ's got to get paid very soon. Big Jeff is going to get paid very, very soon. Absolutely, and they deserve, AJ and Big Jeff deserve absolutely every penny they're about to get. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. If Big Jeff wants 20-something million dollars, I have no problem with that Mm -mm. because he deserves it. Now, AJ getting about 20, eh, I'll I'll come down to about 18, you know. I don't know about 20 because he does get hurt. But AJ is a baller. Right. But those nine sacks were incredible. Uh, Danico Autry, just such a underrated. I think he was the hero of the draft class. I mean, of the free agent class. Yeah. And it was incredible. Just seeing that. I was like, oh, my God, they got to him again? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, what, being at that game, you know, first half, they had five sacks. And like it in my head, it wasn't really clicking at the time when they were getting the sacks. But then after I got to thinking about it heading into halftime, I was like, wait, I need to look this up. I was like, it, this can't be right. They have gotten to him so much. And I seen five sacks and I looked at my wife. I said, the Titans have five sacks on Burrow in the first half. I think I they said, had like three or four is, in I, the first quarter. Yeah, I was like, I have never seen anything like this. Like, it's yeah. it's crazy. And coming out, I'm like, just keep it rolling. Keep getting after him. And a prime example of taking advantage of all those sacks, you look at the Rams in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Seven sacks on Burrow. Mm-hmm. And guess what? They capitalized and were able to win the game, win the Super Bowl. I just when I think I'm over <laughs> that loss every now and then that that's what pisses me off. I think the most about it or it pissed me off the most about it was the fact of how well our defense played getting those nine sacks just for it to be thrown out the window there. Yeah. It, and that that's what got to me most. And that's, you know, and in that game, and we're going to keep going, I know we're talking, I know I'm talking to everybody's head off. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> but it's the fact, yeah, those nine sacks. Yes, Joe Burrow threw for 340 yards, but he didn't throw not one touchdown pass Mm-mm. in that whole game. And despite the other two picks, the Titans had a chance to win. They still yep. had a chance to win. And I mean, you know, and I was telling this to a couple of my coworkers at the station I work at, and yet people were saying, well, but you still gave up 19 points. I'm like, I'm like, hold on. Let's put that into perspective. Yes, 19 points. 
But if you take away those two interceptions, if you take away three interceptions, that's nine points. Well, no, the three picks, six points mm-hmm. gave up. Because I forget one interception, they didn't score anything. Six points. Take right. that away. It's a 13-13 game. And if if Tannehill does not throw that pick, the second one that went to um uh I think it was Hilton uh that made the pick mm-hmm. and it was a good play by him. If we yep. score on that drive, who knows what that game looks like? We could have yeah. won. Or it could have been we at least had three points in the bag. Throw mm-hmm. the pick. Well, that's gone. Right. It's a whole it's a game of inches. And it's like those little inches is what cost us right there. Tannehill throwing that interception at the 10-yard line when we could have just kept going with Foreman, score, and it's an entirely different game. And, and that's the thing that I guess threw me off about that series, how it ended, was the fact of Foreman just ripped off that big run to get us down there. And I looked at my wife. I said, they're going to keep feeding him right here. I'm like, because, yeah, I'm like, at the way he broke through the line there, had that big run, I was like, he has the hot hand right now. They're fixing to hand it to him again, and he's going to get in the end zone. Like, just mm-hmm. simple as that. And then when they threw that bubble screen, I was like, why? Or the RPO, I was like, why? Like, that that makes no sense. And then, of course, it just it fired me up even more after, you know, couple days after the game seeing the Bengals talking on the sidelines of mm-hmm. I know they're going to come back to that and when they do I'm I'm picking it off I mean like, yeah <laughs> I, I saw that too. it's like I know we talk a lot about and again we're going to get to the rest of the list yeah I know we talk about not being too predictable mm-hmm. but sometimes it is okay to be predictable if you know it's going to work I yep. mean, sometimes, hey, you can keep running the same play over and over. If they're not stopping it, yep. why change? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And it seemed like in that game, Todd Downing and Ryan Tannehill at times tried to fix something that wasn't broken. And yep. you create another, you created another problem that shouldn't have been there. Exactly. So, oh. it, <laughs> but... Back back to happier times here. I believe that was yes. number seven, if I remember. Right. So let, let's hop into six. Six. Colts game, the second one. Um, big comeback. Uh, down 14 points. Tannehill turns the ball over, thinking, oh, my God, we're messing up again. <laughs> and then the defensive lineman fumbles. And not only that, I think he had a season-ending injury, I believe, mm-hmm. on that particular play. Next play, A.J. Brown down the sideline, touchdown. And Titans come back from behind, you know, get the uh, the interception on the bad mistake by Wentz, and then uh, Byard with the interception as well in overtime. And that was a great uh, microcosm of events that happened in that game because I'm thinking we're about to lose to the Colts like this. And then you get the yep. Bolden pick. Uh, 
you get the molding picked and you get the over and, and everything. You're thinking, okay, we're gonna win this game. And then all went all wits had on the side was the refs the whole time. <laughs> pass to the fence, pass to the fence, pass to the fence. I mean, that's the only way they got down the field. Nothing yep. was getting completed. <laughs> That, that that was their offense for the majority of the season as far as deep passes go. Just Wentz throwing exactly. it up, and there would be a pass interference called. But, you know, I know, um, like I said, I've had Stephanie on the show, Rossi, Power Hour, and I believe all of them had that on their list as well. Um, I think Power Hour actually grouped both Colts games together, you know, because we had the sweep on them. But for mm-hmm. me, that game, like you said, being down 14 nothing, you know, obviously I don't give up on the team until fourth quarter, all the clock hits, all zeros. Right. Then I'm like, okay, it's done. That Henry goes down. Right. But I that being down 14 nothing, I'm like, okay, all it takes is, you know, a couple of good things happening here, getting something going, getting a stop, you know, getting our defense calmed down. And once that happened, they turned it on. Carson Wentz did Carson Wentz things, and it it didn't surprise any Titans fans. Now he may be on the way out. Who knows? Right. I, you know, as as much hyping up for him as Colts fans were doing last off season, like keep him around, please. Like we yeah. Titans fans would really appreciate it. I agree. Absolutely. I mean, don't don't let him go. Don't let him go. Yeah, exactly. You know? Uh don't let go. Hold on. Hold on to him. Yeah. Believe in him. And I see my brother yeah, Christian exactly. is in the uh chat. Shout out to my shout out to my little brother uh coming in. I, I know as a Bengals fan, which I always I, I, I tell him I said, I don't know where I went wrong in life. That he chooses the Bengals of all teams, but I said I told him I said you know what, hey, you made a choice, you made your own decision, and you stick mm-hmm. with that decision. If you're gonna be a fan of that team, you are a fan of that team all the way through the good and the bad. Yep. So when they suck, you can't say I want to pick another team. No, no, right. no. This ain't how it works. Exactly. You know? That ain't how it works. You stick with them in the good, stick them in the bad. You and I both know we, you know, we're in the highs now. We've been there during the wizard hunt years, <laughs> yep, which was absolutely miserable. And yeah, we, we had to battle through that. So shout out to my brother uh watching on. And now I have to ask you, knowing that he's a Bengals fan, man, how hard did you have it? for that time after that playoff loss. Oh, I didn't want to talk. I didn't want to talk. There was a time, (laughs) my brother knows this. There was a time I was so upset about this game. I literally, he was talking like, yeah, who day, who day? I'm like, you know what? (laughs) Click. I hung up the phone. I hung up the phone. I was just that upset. Like, I'm like, I don't want to hear this. Right. Especially from especially for my brother getting to hound on me like this. Exactly. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, my mom and my brother were hounding on me about it. I was like, look, I need some time. So <laughs> after that, I came, I did call back and I apologized. I said, I'm sorry. I hung up the phone. I was angry and all this and that. 
And I had to give him some time, too, because I knew he was ticked off after the Super Bowl. And so I gave him a couple of days. I gave him a couple of days because I was like, I know he angry and I'm not finna. I I wasn't going to say anything. And so I was like, hey, look, you got to take it, too, because you got on him. You beat the Titans and now it's your turn to take it. I was like, I'm not even going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I love my brother. I'm not going to do that for him. <laughs> Although in the back of my mind, I really wanted to. Right. The the only problem with that is, you know, getting on him for his team losing the Super Bowl. It's like, well, hey, you know, at least my team kept your team from even sniffing it. So Right. You know. Like, it, they, it, were, it, they were in the Super Bowl. We yeah. were not. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, well, man, that was, you know, a great. 10 through 6 there. Now, right quick, I'm going to hop into our best bets segment presented by DraftKings. And as you can see there, DraftKings, they have an amazing offer right now for new customers. Uh, Chris, I'm not sure if you like to do any betting here and there on uh, whether it be football, basketball, but for Hoops fans right now, the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. It's too good to pass up. And I'm talking like a John Morant between the legs, 360 windmill, because we know he has the hops for that. You know, new customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if that team wins. It's that simple. And – if Sportsbook isn't available in your yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. All you have to do, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet just one on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if that team wins. That's promo code TPPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 years or older. Minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for a full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Void where prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit. Gambling, gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the TN red line, 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 877-8-467-369 or text 467-369. And, Chris, I know from following you on Twitter – you go to Grizzlies games, and, you know, a bet that I'm already kind of looking at, you know, because this is our best bet segment, and, you know, it's not betting advice. I'm not going to say that by any means. I, Me and my brother, we had a competition going through the season for the Titans. You know, we were throwing our best bets out there. We we usually done two per show, and I actually came out over 50% on getting them right. And one that I'm looking at, New customers, you know, you may take advantage of this. Tomorrow night, the Grizzlies play the Bulls. And I'm looking at it. Right now, they have the Bulls favored by one. 
So that Grizzlies money line of plus 100 where, you know, you, you double your money there if they win, it it would be tough. But I, I think going with the Grizzlies money line, DraftKings doesn't have the Grizzlies player props up yet, so I'm not sure where Jaws points are at. I'm sure it's like 27 and a half or something like that. But, you know, the, the Bulls are playing some pretty good ball right now with DeMar DeRozan, who – may just be the mid-range king in in the league right now. I mean, dude is – he's crazy. Yeah. But you think the Grizzlies can get the win tomorrow against the Bulls? Yeah, um, and I I did do a – I did a parlay uh, on a sports book last night uh, against the Timberwolves, um, and I nearly – won that parlay i did like a ten dollar bet probably could have mm-hmm. won like seventy dollars um i think i had josh scoring over 20 mm-hmm. i had i think i had like six different things and i need all six to hit i got five out of the six yeah oh man i had I hate triple that. j <laughs> i had triple j getting over four uh four and a half rebounds i had steven adams over seven and a half rebounds I think mm-hmm. the under, I think the over under was 240 and a half. I went under, got that. Uh job 20 or more. Uh, I'm trying to figure what else I had. I know I had the under triple J, Steven Adams, job 20 or more. It was something else. And then I just had the Grizzlies winning by two. And that mm-hmm. was the only thing I missed. The Grizzlies didn't win. That's the only thing no. that messed me up. And that, and I'll even go back in the season. I did a five games. Could have won. I think I did a. I want to say like a fifty dollar or twenty five dollar bet. Could have won six hundred dollars. Cleveland mm-hmm. versus uh, the Chargers. All Cleveland had to do was lose by four. And I think there was a point where it was they were winning, and then they lost. I think I had them at four and a half plus four and a half. Lost by five. And that that broke my heart up like I nearly could have won almost $700 and I yeah. missed it by a half a point. Uh, that just I, I, made I, I, one of my one of my buddies, he gets on me, he was like, I, I don't know why you you always parlay these if you would just do this because I done which I think it was a uh, college basketball parlay had a 15 leg parlay set up. I got 14 out of 15 mm. on it, and you know, it was like I, I forget how much I bet on it and how much exactly it would win, but you know, I sent that to him. And he was, and that's when he told me, He's like, I don't know why you always parlay these. He's like, Nobody goes 14 of 15. I was like, Well, apparently, I do. and then, you know, I've been a little off on my betting here lately, but done some 25-leg parlays, and there was one where $1 would win me twenty four grand. Right. I, I, hit, <laughs> I hit 21 out of 25. Wow. And I was like, man, <laughs> the, that, that's just a killer. And... Even last night, I think I done a twenty five leg. It it wouldn't have won as much, but I hit twenty two out of twenty five. I was like, and, and I sent it to my buddy. I was like, one of these days, 
I, I'm gonna hit one of these. <laughs> I, I I wish it was like you know. I wish it was like it could be a way of if you do like a ten leg. If you mm-hmm. win those nine, if you get nine out of ten, just pay me yeah. for the nine that I got. Yeah. <laughs> pay me for the nine it, that I got. Exactly. Come you know, on. It, it, but especially when you're looking at that 25 leg, I'm like, if I hit 21 out of 25, like, hey, just look, I, I'll tell you what, even whatever the winnings would have been for hitting 21, split it in half for me. I'll <laughs> I'll take that. Exactly. Just give me something for And, I, and I've done that during the football season just for kicks and giggles. I did. I would probably do like a $1 bet, like a $1 bet, bet on all the games, money line. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, you know what? If it hits, it hits. If it doesn't, it's just a dollar. You yeah. know, it's not the worst thing in the world. Although, yeah, exactly. be nice to turn that $1 into like 5000 Yeah. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Uh, that That's where it gets me is I, I'm looking at that number. I'm like, huh, $1 gets me this. I'll risk a dollar for that because, you know, that $1, I can't do much with it. That money I can win, I can do quite a bit with that. <laughs> exactly. So I I think I like I like the Grizzlies to win on tomorrow night. I think they start off a little slow. Uh Ja gave us a scare with the injury. Uh mm-hmm. don't know what his status will be uh for tomorrow night. And that could definitely change a lot, uh, depending on his availability. Right. Uh, and everything. So I would probably watch out for that. Um, if I'm anybody, whatever Steven Adams rebounds is, go over that because he usually gets about 10 rebounds a game. Yep. So I would, you know, if the bet if it's like six, seven and a half, go I, I would say go over with Steven Adams on rebounds, uh, with that. Um, you know. With Desmond Bain, um, I would go over maybe two threes uh, for Bain uh, in the game as well. So that that's just a couple I'm throwing that I I would throw off just off the top of my head. I didn't really look at the lines and stuff for tomorrow like that, but you know I I, I bet a little. I bet a little right. when I have the money. Yeah. Uh, I I have uh, you know DraftKings was that they had a little offer out there where if you Bet on a you had to bet $25 on a team future for any team to win the championship this year. You bet that, and then however many games or for every game that the team you bet on wins after the all star break, you get a free bet for uh for that. So, you know, I, I'm looking at the Grizzlies and I'm like, you know what, I, I know. That they're doing good this year. I, I don't know that anyone really has on picked to uh, to be favorites to go to the championship and win. But I'm like, I, I'm gonna go drop some money on the Grizzlies as champions just in case. You know, hey, they make that run. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's pretty good pay out there, and I, I like the Grizzlies. You know, they've had a a good start to the season. After the All Star break, I think they can. You know, like like you said yesterday, they. They dropped one, but I like for you know maybe I'm getting quite a few free bets after the All Star break from them. So yeah, and I you know I want to say I think they are um, 
I'll look at one of the other uh, books as well. I think they're plus 1,200 to win the West. So I'm like, I, I might say drop some money on the Grizz to win the West. <laughs> I mean, you know, Jay Will on Get Up uh, a couple of days ago say he's made a bold prediction, predicted that the Grizzlies go to the finals. And I'm like, right. I'm like, I, I, I might have to hop on that. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I like, and how lucky are we here in Tennessee? We have, you know, obviously with the Titans, we've got like Derrick Henry, we've got AJ Brown, Jeffrey Simmons, and then with the Grizzlies, we have Jaron Jackson Jr. We have Ja Morant, who is, I mean, anytime the dude touches the ball, it's possibly going to be a highlight. Uh, unfortunately, we have Hulu Live, and I'm like, okay, being in Tennessee. I'll be able to watch several of these Grizzlies games. Like, surely they'll have it on there. Man, I haven't been able to catch one Grizzlies game <laughs> on TV. I'm just having to keep up with it on ESPN. I'm like, come on, Hulu. I am wanting to watch <laughs> John Morant. Got to watch him in the All-Star game a little bit. And, yeah. you know, the, I, I know how players feel about the dunk contest and everything. But after the dunks – that John ja Morant's throwing down in that all-star game. I'm like, just, just one time go out there, show out for it. I know. I, right? I, I, I want to see what I, you got. <laughs> I, you know, that dunk contest, like Stephen a said, he was like, that was probably the worst dunk contest of all time. Mm-hmm. And I could believe it. I saw some highlights and I'm like, yep. <laughs> Ja would have smoked these guys easily like that would and, have and he wouldn't even had any... to have been in his bag it he would have even had to try hard exactly. he would have been some of them you know he would have been able to pull some dunks with blindfold or just in his sleep yep. he would have won that dunk contest in his sleep doesn't even have he didn't even he would have even had to show up much to do to win that one it, so. exactly so yeah, I you know like I said, I I, I think the odds for the Grizzlies to uh, win the finals or win the championship was like plus twenty five hundred. Mm-hmm. So you know, hey, twenty five dollar bet pays out like six fifty. So yeah, right. I, I hopped on that. But you know, yeah, I, I did want to get into uh, talking some Grizzlies with you because, like I said, I know you've been to uh, some of the games, uh, mm-hmm. and I know. I know it's got to be awesome going there and watching Ja play in person. Uh, yes. <laughs> it is It is worth the price of admission. And, again, I'm sorry I've been talking to everybody's head off. No, but, you're good. <laughs> um, one of the highlights that I of my time, you know, I was living in Nashville at the time, and I remember I was working out at a Planet Fitness, and the draft lottery was going on. And so at that time, you know, all we kept thinking is, okay, the Grizzlies need to convey this pick to the Celtics, give this pick to the Celtics so we can get it over with. Mm-hmm. And they were saying, well, you know, if the Grizzlies are, you know, I think, I want to say it's higher than eight. If they're eight or lower, you know, that pick goes to the Celtics. Mm-hmm. And so I think when they got around, you know, I'm looking at 8, 9, 10, I'm like, okay, 10, no, 
nine, no. And then as soon as I think they said nine, it was like, oh, I think we're like the Wizards or the Hawks or something. They're like, oh, that means the Grizzlies hop into the top four. I'm like, what? I'm like, how did that happen? It's like, yeah. we're, you know, we're automatically guaranteed a top four pick. And I'm like, oh my God, this is getting interesting. Yep. I'm like, this is getting good. I'm like, if I remember correctly, Zion, Ja, mm-hmm. RJ Barrett are like the top three. So I'm yep. like, okay. And I'm like, okay, I know what's going to happen. They're going to give us four. I know it's going to be four. Yeah. Then I see the Lakers. I'm like, oh my Lord, we're in the top three. Yep. Then I see the Knicks as much as it probably broke, as much as it broke Stephen A's heart. And <laughs> I kept watching the next day. I was laughing my tail off after that. And I'm like, I'm like, after that three, and it's like, it's New Orleans and Memphis. I'm like, oh my God, are you telling me out of all this, we might get Zion? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my God, we finna get Zion? And then with number two, I was like, Number two, the Memphis Grill. I'm like, hey, I'm like, that's fine. Give yeah. me John Moran. I'm like, John Moran, I'm good with that. Yep. I'm like, yes. I'm like, I'm like, nothing brought me down. When they said number two, Memphis Grill, I'm like, look, we're either going to get Zion or Ja. I'm yep. like, I'm fine with that. That and, is okay. And right now, it's working out better for us to have job. <laughs> it is working out so much better for us to have job. I don't know what's going on with Zion in New Orleans. I can tell he wants to get the heck out of there. Mm-hmm. He don't want to be there. He want to be in New York. Uh, that that's say I don't know where he wants to be, but I'm I know he wants out. And you know, hey, I'm just hoping for Zion because coming out, he was the guy that I had. I was hoping that he wouldn't be a bust. Like, I want him to come into the NBA and have a great career. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, unfortunately, being that number one pick, you are under a microscope for yep. everything. And, you know, hoping that he gets over his injuries. And, of course, I know he's having those lower body injuries. And I'm like, all right, let's – he may need that reset. If he gets that reset, it might could turn things around for him. But yeah, Grizzlies yeah. having Jaw looking at it now, and even last year, or even when Jaw was drafted, I was like, "I'll take that." I was exactly. like, that, "Exactly, that, that's great." I'm <laughs> so, like, "That it it worked out perfectly for us in that situation." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "I'm like, look, give me twelve, give me Jaw yep. twelve, and Jaw we trust." Yep, and. And look, either way, with whichever guy you got, they were going to put butts in seats. Yes. And, you know, Ja now is going to, if the Grizzlies are smart, before it ever comes time for the end of his contract, they need to lock him up. (laughs) He's going to get the rookie max. He's going to get the rookie max. (laughs) No, he ain't going nowhere. I don't care if he wants $35 Give him that money. He's already earned the super max. Hook him up. Yep, exactly. I don't (laughs) care how much it costs. I don't care how bad it hurts our salary cap. You just gave (laughs) Jaron Jackson a good amount of money. You go ahead and give Ja that money. I don't care how much it is. (laughs) <laughs> exactly 
Uh, like I said, I wanted to hop into some Grizzlies talk with you because after seeing you go to the games and obviously just how well, well they're playing, how exciting you know it is to watch them, I, I knew we had to hop into some of that talk. And now we'll s- switch back to you know talking about the Titans and get into your top five moments. Absolutely. Number five, Julio versus the Seahawks. And six catches, 128, should have been a touch, should have been a seventh catch Mm -hmm. for a touchdown, should have been a seventh catch and a touchdown in that situation. But that was an awesome game. Derrick Henry breaks off a big run, winning in overtime and everything. But Julio is just, it gave us that glimpse like, if this is the Julio we get every week, oh, my God, we might have something special as far as this is concerned. And I know it's been a struggle and everything with him, but that game gave me a lot of hope uh, for Julio. Yeah, exactly, because that game showed, okay, when Julio is out there healthy and you get him the ball or you, you you at least target him more. Yeah. Here's what can happen. So... You know, it, it makes a difference. Yeah. I've always said, I've always said, A.J. and Julio, there is no excuse that A.J. and Julio should not each get eight targets a game. At exactly. Least. They each should get eight targets a game. And, and I don't care if the Titans only throw 16 times. <laughs> like Exactly. Eight go to eight A.J., eight. eight go to Julio. I, I Exactly. If, if those are the only 16 passes you throw in that game – AJ and Julio should be the only ones getting targeted. <laughs> yep, exactly. So, so, you know, again, another great moment. What you got for us at four? Number four, we're going to go to the other guy. AJ Downtown Broadway Brown versus the 49ers. And I hate I couldn't go to that game because I had to work the next day mm-hmm. here. But what a showdown between him and Debo Samuel. Yes. That was one heck of a ball game between those two. I mean, AJ needed every bit of those 11 catches he had. (laughs) We needed every bit of it to win that game. But that was a, I mean, they, I was like, okay, has Tannehill finally figured it out? Go to your horses down the stretch. Go to your big play horses down the stretch. And he did that 11 for 145 and a score. Man, what a game. Yes. And like you, like we weren't able to go to that one. Um, Only game I missed all season. We went up north uh, because, you know, Thursday night game right there at Christmas time. We went up north to visit my wife's family. And, you know, I'm watching the game on my phone, just seeing how electric Nissan Stadium is for that game. AJ going crazy, and I'm like, man. (laughs) I wish I was there. Yeah, like, uh, I I love spending time with family, but, man, that would be awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Now, I will say the good thing about that, I have fun. I did sell that ticket for 200. I did sell that ticket for over $200. So, shout out to whoever (laughs) bought that ticket. Yeah, you know, I uh, got good money. Uh, I think a Titan fan might have gotten that. So shout out to them for that. 
Uh, but I, I hate I could not be at that game. But that was an awesome game, especially in the second half. They found mm-hmm. a way to get the job done. Yep. And, hey, you put over $200 in your pocket, and if it was a Titans fan, they got to see a show and a win. So win-win in both situations there. Absolutely. Now, so now we'll number three for us. Top three now. Top three, and this is getting this is getting good. Number three, <laughs> Sunday night in Tinseltown against the Rams. We were talking about stadiums earlier. Mm-hmm. I don't expect the Titans to build a stadium nowhere close to SoFi, but I mean Tinseltown, the defense put on a show. Remember mm-hmm. the Titans. Remember the Titans defense. I, it makes me think back. The coach Yokes telling the defense, be like, they better not gain another yard. <laughs> you make them remember forever the night they played the Titans. And without the first game without Derrick Henry, I think we made the world remember the Titans. Like, man, they came out here. That defense put a whooping on the Rams. Mm-hmm. And just, I mean, three sacks from Big Jeff. Uh, the pick six for Kevin Byard. The defense, I mean, was outstanding against Matt Stafford, the eventual Super Bowl champion uh, mm-hmm. Rams. And we were thinking, you know what? This might just be a prelude. It could be Titans-Rams yep. too. Like, all right, maybe I need to book my tickets to come on out so far. Yeah. <laughs> but what a performance. I mean, I, and I was at a watch party for the Titans fan club here in Memphis. And I, mm-hmm. I'm doing the I'm doing the uh the stream and I'm just seeing all the excitement of everybody. I'm thinking, man, we having a party here, we're having a party in Hollywood. I'm <laughs> like, hey, this is a perfect night. Yep. <laughs> exactly. And you know, like you said, first game, and that's the biggest thing thing. First game without Derrick Henry. Titans fans are wondering you know, what this team's going to do. So much of the national media is counting the Titans out now. Henry's gone. Mm-hmm. Titans are done. And, you know, I kept, whether it was people at work, I said it on the podcast. I was like, it's games like these, situations like these, where the Titans' backs are against the wall. Mm-hmm. Brable finds a way to rally this team and do what everyone says he can't do and what everyone says this team can't do and that's find a way to win. And I truly believe that, you know, Henry going down, the defense probably knew, okay, it's going to take our offense a couple of weeks to really get going and adjusting to life without Derrick Henry. Mm -hmm. Let's go out here and show them we're a top defense in this league and just have a game. And they did. And they did absolutely that. And you're right. The rest of the nation, everybody was like, okay, who you got? Well, Rams, 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 Mm -hmm. Rams, Rams, Rams. That's all we kept hearing. Stephen A. said it himself, tight season is over. He just automatically assumed we were done. We had zero shot. And we took care of business. We did exactly what we had to do to get the job done. And I'm just going to go out and throw a hint. This is going to be a theme for these these top three. <laughs> I, I like that. And, you know, it just 
thinking back on all these moments, especially, you know, that, that Rams game, because we also got to see, we, we made Matthew Stafford do his best Carson Wentz mm-hmm. impression. Yes. Like get, getting after him, almost having that safety and just making throw the ball up and, and well, you know, picked off. David Long picked it off and almost had a pick six there too. Yep. And, you know, and, and then again, shout out to Adrian Peterson. Got his 125th career touchdown at that time. So, you know, add on to his Hall of Fame career. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that was a beautiful, beautiful Sunday night. It, it was just <laughs> great. <laughs> so, and, you know, Titans showing those primetime games. Hey, <laughs> they show up for them. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Number two is a good one. Kansas City. And yep. why I say this, it was a surprise even to me. I did not expect this type of performance Mm-mm. that they put on against Kansas City. 27 to 3. You hold the unstoppable, unbeatable offense, this unstoppable undeniable offense to three points a whole game. Mm-hmm. And, of course, everybody in the media made it. You saying, well, you know, this, you know, this Kansas City team ain't the same one that we are used to and all this and that. A couple of things on that. First off, all their guys on offense played in that game. Mahomes there you go. in the game. Kelsey in the game. Tyreek in the game. So I don't want to hear no um, – and I, I want to say I don't know if Chris Jones played in that game. Now, I don't remember if he played. Other than that, they were at full strength mm-hmm. pretty much. I don't remember anybody significant being out. I think Chris Jones might have been the anomaly. Might have. Yeah, I, I can't remember for sure on him or not. Um, I want to say he might have been the only anomaly. Other than that, especially on offense, they were at full strength. Right. And all I kept thinking – during that stream, I'm like, all right, Derek can throw the touchdown, seven nothing. Then you get the uh the strip on my home, we go 14 nothing. I'm like, I'm like, okay. I've read I've read this book before. I've right. seen this movie before with Kansas City. It's like they get down 14, and I'm like, we know we, we know it's gonna happen. I'm mm-hmm. waiting for it. I'm like you know Kansas City's going to probably rile off 17 or 21 unanswered and just take the lead back. I know it's coming. I'm like, I'm just waiting for it to happen. Yep. But it never did. And that was the most surprising, shocking thing of all this. It's like, man, that that whole rally I was expecting the Chiefs to have never came. I'm like, we have 27 to 3. Yeah, we did that. Yeah, I was like, "Oh my god!" And we almost put Patrick Mahomes out in that game, in particular. So shout out to Big Jeff. But man, that game shocked the heck out of me. And Mm -hmm. you know, I hate I wasn't there for that one. I made some money off of that one too. (laughs) Well, I I was there, and you know, I'm watching it going into halftime. You know, even the the Chiefs fans that were there, you could look around. There was no like worry on their face because 
they've seen what their team can do. Mm-hmm. Like their their team is so explosive that even when they're down, they're not really out of it. And yep. I, I'm telling you know my wife, I'm like, got to keep our foot on their throat. Exactly. Got to keep them down. Cannot let them come out. Exactly. Get a touchdown. Like just keep. Well, you keep got. And well, you, you got. Know, it's not like. You got it's not like we done anything. Push the ball. It, yeah, it's it's not like we've done anything in the second half, really. Right. But we kept them from doing anything, and that exactly. was that was the biggest thing. So yeah, that. I, and I'm I'm kind of wondering what you're gonna have at number one because when the Chiefs game hadn't been mentioned yet, I was I was thinking okay. It's probably in that top five somewhere, and you know it, it is great. But now I want to get to that top moment for you. All right, number one, the drum roll, and I think we all probably know where this is going. Got to be Monday night. Monday night football has to be number one, and it's for a few reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, first of all, not just the long Henry touchdown that was broken in that game. And not just a big stop by Big Jeff on fourth down, which I thought, honestly, they were going to kick the field goal and go to overtime. And, I, you know, I think I was just very impressed with how we kept up with Buffalo that whole game. Mm -hmm. But I think the one thing that did it for me, and I was there, was just the electric atmosphere that night. I was Mm -hmm. like, I'm like, I have never been to a Titans game like this. This, That game and the Bengals game, just seeing it the way it was, I was like, I have never experienced it like this before. And it was absolutely awesome. Like, you know, in the beginning with the Bengals game, in this particular game, I honestly wanted to cry and how happy I was and how the atmosphere was looking. It was just that incredible electric i mean electrifying atmosphere that whole time and just the way the team played they fought their tails off and i'm going to this game like we're playing with house money nobody thinks we're gonna win Mm -hmm. i have no expectations i'm like and i said on the show i said with this game go into this game like you know what just enjoy this game no matter what happens Nobody thinks we're going to win this game anyway. Let's just go in here. We play our tails off and let the chips fall where they may. And Mm -hmm. henceforth, we win that game, then come back and win Kansas City six days later. It's like probably the best six days (laughs) the Titans have played in a very long time. So that had to be number one, the light show and everything. I was just, man, probably one of the best games I've ever been to. Exactly. And, you know, I think for sure that Monday night game against Buffalo, um, because like I said, I, I, I've still been thinking on my top 10 and, but through doing all of these, that Buffalo game stands out to me and it's one of my top two for sure. Because there's just there was so many big moments in that game going up against you know what everyone was considering arguably the 
you know, one of the top two powerhouses in if you know, maybe the top powerhouse in the entire I, I league. In, yeah, in the entire league. And no one's given us a chance to win it. Oh, Buffalo's gonna be pissed off after you know last year. They're gonna come in, mm-hmm. just hand it to the Titans. Number one run defense. Derrick Henry crushes that. Oh, Josh Allen slipped. No, he he ran into a brick wall that is Jeffrey Simmons. Exactly. Uh, Simmons pushing two offensive linemen and Allen back and keeping him from getting that. And like you said, the just the electricity in the stadium, it was something that, of course, this was mine and my wife's first year as a season ticket member, and we had never experienced – that in Nissan Stadium up until that point. And I have to say, the only time that I have seen that Monday night game be beaten out as far as energy-wise had to have been the Bengals game in the playoffs. Because, yeah, because – and, you know, that that's another thing that just – that killed me so much about – because I had never heard – Nissan Stadium that loud. I mean, no. when we're, when we're in the stadium and not hearing whistles being blown and being confused about what's going on, that's when you know that the stadium is hitting a certain point of, okay, this is getting real on how loud we're being for exactly. everyone out on the field. Exactly. And, I, I mean, that game you had no Julio – uh, batted up all off the helmet, Julio going to get mm-hmm. it. Um, you know, I was excited for Caleb Farley making his first start, unfortunately, towards ACL in that game, which was unfortunate mm-hmm. um, with that. Hopefully he comes back. Again, if you watched First Things Last, that idiot of a show, you know, Chris Broussard, although he needs to stick to NBA, yep. you know, I mean, forget, making it seem like we forget the fact Taylor Wall plays for the Bills. Yeah, <laughs> you know, be like, uh, oh yeah, Taylor Wan plays for the Bills, not the Titan. You know, yeah. Josh Allen Smith slips <laughs> uh. and everything. So I mean, um, you know, and and with everything that just happened in that game, the ebbs and flows of that game, that atmosphere, that the Bengals game, I thought was just two of the all-time great atmospheres, probably besides the Music City Miracle that mm-hmm. I have ever seen in my life, ever. Right. Ever. And it, it, it pales in no comparison at all, you know. Um, and, I mean, the only other moment I would probably say that it just got loud was the 99-yard run. And I think everybody was cheering for Derrick Henry to score. I think touchdown number five, I think it would have been, I want to say, either four. It would have either been number four or number five uh, in that game. But, you know, he uh, let Deion Lewis try to go in there, which didn't work. Um, (laughs) um, But, yeah, I man, that Monday night game will go down as probably the biggest time, the most fun I ever had. Right, yeah, like just it, it was so electric. I mean, like you said, and I I can't argue with that being, you know, a top moment for this past season. It and you know you've had you've had a good list there. Uh, 
We'll say, what's up, T.A.? Uh, tighten up to you. Hope you and the family doing well. The new baby, uh, A.J., yeah. uh, congrats again. And, yes. uh, you know, me and him were talking about, you know, we talked about Ja earlier. Curry, he, I was messaging T.A. the other day during the All-Star game. Curry. Curry. <laughs> The that, the the dude has an automatic <laughs> sniper rifle. Yeah, for an, and, I and mean the the Kansas City Chiefs and the Golden State Warriors are one in the same. Patrick Mahomes is the Steph Curry of the NFL. It's like I tell I would tell anybody like with the Warriors and we were talking about this earlier with Kansas City with the Warriors you could be up by twenty five. Mm-hmm. That lead is not safe. Nope. By any means. You could be up by 25 late in the third quarter or early in the fourth quarter. I guarantee you that lead is not safe at all. Nope. Because <laughs> they can rile off 30 just like that. Yep. And it they can rile off 30 points in less than five minutes. Exactly. And Curry being, being the leader of that because once he gets that hot hand and he gets <laughs> – it ain't I mean, no stopping him. It, it don't even matter if he's missing. He has that confidence of no matter every time I shoot, this thing's going in. Yeah. And you know, the I'm watching him in the all-star game and he's like, I, I forget what how much he finished, but they were like 15 of 15. Right. But 15. as far as as far as his threes, they were like, he's 15 of 15. He's 16 of he I want to say he hit 16. Out of 27 in that game. I, I want to say he hit 16 threes in that game yeah. by himself. <laughs> and, you know, from the logo, he's letting it fly and turning around and looking at Trey Young exactly. before it ever goes in. I'm like, he like, he thought it up like, I know this going in. I ain't even <laughs> looking at it. And, and I will say, I thought he was going to break the all star game record for points scored. And, you know, he, he had his chance, but I, I guess he used up all of his uh all of his shooting powers <laughs> on those other sixteen threes. Cause <laughs> I, I I just knew he was about to hit it. But yeah, Curry, he's another uh he's another top dude. And TA got a new channel in the works, slasher movies and gaming. Definitely be looking yeah. for that and definitely gotta get you on TA. Definitely. I I haven't yeah. forgotten. And, and TA also gonna hadn't shot you a message yet, but gonna want to get you back on the channel here and find out your top ten moments. I know for sure seeing that Bayard pick six in person would have to be in your top ten. I mean, yeah, <laughs> that, that, that that's got to be in there. That's right. he, he's out there in California. So uh, shout out Ty Nelson and you know uh, TA. Um, if you could. Uh, if you can get with the California Titans, tell them about me. <laughs> tell them about us. Right. Uh, and, yeah, he said Curry made 16. So Unbelievable. Yeah, uh, you know, we've been through your top 10. Now, before, you know, we hop off here, I want to get your thoughts. Heading into this offseason, in your opinion, what do, as far as the draft, all, uh, free agent pickups, where does the Titans focus need to be and what moves do they need to make to get that Super Bowl run going this next year? 
Well, besides re-signing Harold Landry, which is pretty obvious, focus on the, as much on the offensive side as possible. Um, defensively, besides getting Harold Landry back, you're pretty much set. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I think Jack Rabbit is going to probably get cut, save about yep. 6.9. Uh, and, you know, Caleb Farley, it's time for him to step up and step on in and start. And, you know, hopefully put the injuries behind them. Um, I think offensively, they really need to show up the offensive line. Um, I don't know if they'll bring Ben Jones back, maybe for a nice number, for a a nice low number. They could bring back Ben Jones. Mm -hmm. Um, Either Saffold or Lawan is probably gone. Most likely, I would probably say Saffold is probably going to get the hook. And it's really nothing against him. But it's the fact $10 million against the cap. Yep. And, you know, we've noticed that almost in every almost every other game, it's like there's a time where he goes out for like a play or two every, every time. Yep. So, you know, you got that. You know, hopefully Dylan Ray doesn't start ready to start at right tackle. Or if you want to put him at guard, you draft a tackle uh, at some point. But – First round of the draft, you gotta add some speed at wide receiver. You gotta add another wide receiver to go along with this because I know eventually Julio is probably gonna go or retire. You need mm. somebody to go with AJ to be that one-two punch. And offensive line, definitely either a guard, tackle, or a guard slash center, I should say. Tight end. Right. Got to get a tight end, whether it be an O.J. Howard, a David and Joku, uh, a Hayden Hurst would be nice, uh, honestly, uh, with that. So I just think they really got to focus on the offensive side of the ball. If you're not going to get rid of Tannehill, which they they should definitely explore that. Right. If if Indy is going to be somewhat in on Russell Wilson, you need to be in on Russell Wilson too. If If all else Keep them from getting him. If right. nothing else, keep them from getting him. And so if you could get Russell Wilson, yeah, you may have to give up a couple first-round picks. I will wait till after the draft to do that. But get Russell Wilson. Then you know what? You could trade Tannehill. You might be able to get, you know, a second and a third, a, ne- a second and a third, or maybe two seconds or two threes for him or something like that. You know, right. you might be able to get something for Tannehill with, say, the Commanders, and I, I'm still not getting used to that. Maybe the Commanders <laughs> or the Steelers or somebody that's desperate for a quarterback, you might be able to fleece them uh, with something like that. But um, if they could get rid of Tannehill for, like, a Russell Wilson or an Aaron Rodgers, I would be beyond excited. I don't know if that'll ha- – I doubt that'll happen – because it just seemed like for some crazy reason, the entire team is just so committed to Tannehill. They're coddling him, basically. And All I right. don't like that. I don't like that. It's like, that kind of feels like a loser mentality to me. Mm-hmm. But you got to work on the offensive side. If they got to be great around him, right. you better get, you got to make sure that offensive line is intact and get better get some speed and another playmaker wide receiver that can play in the slot and outside, and you got to get a tight end, a well-balanced tight end. So that's what I would say. Yep, and, you know, that's 
pretty much I think that's where everyone is at. And uh, I was I was watching A to Z the other day, and it was a guy I'd been thinking about, and I've been meaning to you know when I've had other people on ask them their thoughts and his name is escaping me but the wide receiver from alabama that tore his yes that tore his acl you know that the on a to z they mention his name and you know it's one of those things where i'm kind of i I don't want to say i'm necessarily torn on it because when the dude is healthy He's a guy that can be a difference maker. A game but, breaker. Yeah, th- there's a lot of – I'd say there's a lot of Titans fans out there, though, that if the Titans draft someone who's coming off a injury like and, that again – And not ready to contribute and, right and, away. Right, and not – and, you know, A to Z, they brought up some good points. They said contributing right away doesn't have mm-hmm. to be week one. Week one is not winning you the Super Bowl. That's true. You need a guy who can come in, and even if it's middle of the season before he starts playing, if he comes in at the middle of the season and he's actually getting open, he's actually catching passes and making a difference then, that's when he's contributing in year one and making that big difference. So I, I, I wanted to get your thoughts on him just because that was a name that I hadn't really heard mentioned much and it may be because of that injury so I wanted to ask you about him before we hopped off here I'm gonna say this I haven't really began watching a lot of film on some of these guys just yet Mm -hmm. uh, but that is something that I'm going to be preparing to do um, very soon but hearing some of the stuff about him that you know this guy has elite speed, elite world-class speed. And I'm like, you know, we know how J-Rob is with injured guys. He's he's thinking mm-hmm. I could get value for these guys, right. you know. He he struck lightning in a bottle with, with Big Jeff. And I, I remember that day in Nashville, mm-hmm. um, all I kept thinking is, Give me Montez Sweat. Give me Montez Sweat. <laughs> Give me Montez Sweat. I wanted Montez Sweat so bad, and they went with Big Jeff, and I was slightly a bit disappointed at the time. Mm-hmm. But as I saw him play, I'm like, dang. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I mean, obviously he's hoping he hits, he hits that with Caleb Farley, uh, but I'm thinking he's thinking maybe third time is the charm as well. Mm-hmm. So – Jameson Williams, I could see him being a guy the Titans definitely look at. And if he comes back, you know, he tours ACL in January. If he's ready to go, at least by training camp, which, right. I mean, I, I doubt that's going to be the case. But if he just comes in and contributes at some point in the middle of the year, week seven, week eight, and at least can kind of get his footing mm-hmm. a little bit, I like it. But I would say if we draft Jameson Williams, we better draft another receiver later in the draft. And I pray, I am praying J-Rob goes local and brings my guy, Calvin Austin, from the University of Memphis. <laughs> Bring him in as well. I, I've said this before. Speed, 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 more speed. You can never have enough speed. Right. 
I'm like, bring both of those guys in. You fix your speed problem. Austin can play while Jameson gets back from injury. Then mm-hmm. when Julio's gone, Jameson goes outside. You got AJ on the other side. Austin plays inside. I don't know how you defend against that. <laughs> if he's 100% healthy and he's got that speed, and you got both of those guys, and all three of them are dangerous with the ball in their hands, good luck, as right. AJ would say. Exactly. So, yeah, I just – like I said, wanted to get your thoughts about heading into this next season. You know, you mentioned – we talked about a couple of guys here, and obviously, you know, it's still early in the off season things right, are going to start ramping up more we'll start kind of seeing you know things unfold got the combine coming up i believe it's this next week next uh, week yeah that's so and that's what things really gonna get ramped it, up it, like it, exactly <laughs> and that's after that combine that's where you're really gonna see mm-hmm. how these mock drafts are gonna settle down because right now you don't know but after right. the combine and you see some pro days, that's where the mock drafts are going to really start making sense. Exactly. So I, I'll be honest. I had a, haven't even really looked at a mock draft yet because I'm like, okay, I'm gonna wait till these, the you know the combine starts up, these pro days start rolling in, mm-hmm. see what you know some of these guys look like. Like you said, go back watch film on these guys and see but yep truth it's been awesome having you on we've been going for an hour and 45 minutes and honestly like the, the conversation has just been flowing so smooth i didn't even realize it had been that long <laughs> right i you know um i saw that i was like man you know i i <laughs> I tell anybody like you know my wife would probably be like you're doing a show don't you have to work tomorrow and i'm like hey look if I'm talking football, if I'm talking Titans football, <laughs> I I can lose some sleep for that. Yep, exactly. I am just fine. <laughs> I am just fine losing a little sleep for Titan ball. Exactly. Uh, so everyone, again, if you haven't already, go follow Titans and Truth on Twitter at TNT Blue Enforcer. Go subscribe to his YouTube Titans and Truth. You have an Instagram as well, don't you? Or I, I do have an Instagram and a uh, Facebook. Uh, Instagram is going to be at Titans underscore in underscore truth uh, on Instagram. On Facebook, there is a Titans and Truth um, official page. That's where I try to put all the episodes out on that. I'm going to get better with that. And mm. then there's the TNT Enforcers page. That is the fan page. Um, episodes go on there as well. So um, definitely check those pages out. Uh, If you haven't subscribed, uh, definitely subscribe. I go on uh, pretty much every Wednesday night uh, around 6 p.m. I will be definitely talking uh, a little combine uh, this week as the combine kind of gets ready to begin. And uh, we'll start hearing some stuff. Uh, I'm going to be checking with my sources too, trying Mm -hmm. to see who the Titans are talking to and try to see if I can get some kind of get some juicy gossip of what's going on in Indianapolis. So uh, definitely stay tuned for that. And we'll have some positional breakdowns uh, as we get closer to free agency in the draft. That's awesome, man. Sounds like you definitely got a lot coming up there. Like I said, everyone go give him a follow. Y'all see the Titans and truth hat, Matt, 
shout out that merch if where they can get it. Do you have anywhere they can get it yet? Yes. Um, if you want any uh merchandise, whether it be the Titans of Truth hat, uh, I also have uh we also do Titans of Truth shirts, uh, where it has the um has the Titans of Truth logo on the front and also on the back, it'll have all of my, you know, where you find me and everything mm-hmm. with that. Um, get with me on any information. I'll get you with um Miss Latoya uh me. She does my shirts or uh out the crib customs on Instagram. He helps me with the hats uh and everything with that. So definitely working on some merchandise and um also got a um a couple of other um shows that I'm uh looking at possibly launching uh going into the fall. Um you know definitely gonna be more NFL centric uh mm-hmm. with the uh truth league report. Uh, definitely talking about some other things going on around the rest of the league. And uh, we're also, uh, I, um, I'm going to just give a little tease out. Uh, definitely going to be some stuff talking about Tennessee sports, talking about uh, sports all over the state of Tennessee uh, coming up at some point uh, in the fall. So um, stay tuned for the little teasers for that. There we go. Like I said, you got a lot going on. Looking forward to all that stuff coming out. And, you know, like I said, we're definitely going to get you on again more this offseason, going into next season. Going to be trying to, you know, for like previews and even review shows mm-hmm. for this next season, do more lives. So, you know, I'm going to want to get more, more of y'all on here just to Absolutely. chop it up, get y'all's thoughts. And it's been a fun time. I had a blast hearing your top ten going back and forth on it, talking betting, talking Grizzlies, just everything. You know, again, man, thank you for coming on. It's been a blast. Oh, absolutely. You know, I'm I'm definitely going to make sure I return the favor and uh, have you on TNT as well. So uh, definitely be on the lookout for that. I'll be glad to have you, and uh, we'll have some fun. Oh, yeah, man, for sure. And everyone, thank you for being in the chat. Y'all been great. This has been Titans Time, and as always, tighten up.